Revolutionary Podcast coming your way. Episode 582, How to Run a Value Cycle Within Budget. So this is another one we've had a lot of requests for. And I think, you know, there's a lot of potential in this episode to really save a lot of people money. So I'll bring in Mobster first. And, um, you know, when, you know when, when it comes to the value cycle, I think it's important because I see a lot of people wasting money on, on their cycles unnecessarily. And I'm all about saving people money. I want you to save money, be able to use that extra savings on groceries, use that extra savings on supplements, use that extra savings on your gym membership, because all that stuff is expensive. And if you're able to save money on your cycle, let's say $100 a month on your cycle, just by doing things a smarter way, that can really go a long way. Mobster? Absolutely, Steve. I, to me, some of this stuff is common sense, but I get it. If you're new to the game, as we like to say, if you are a, a novice or a newbie, if PDs have never been your thing before, if if the only place that you source has been a buddy or, quote, unquote, a local source, if you are, especially even if you're old school, Steve, when people talked about, and I actually did this back in the day, I would pay a small premium because I knew who the source was. I knew where the product was coming from, Pakistani and Amphate and, and, and stuff from Russia and whatever else, and you knew that it was a pharmaceutical company. You, you kind of paid a small premium. I didn't even mind paying a small premium because I knew that the money was going to a buddy of mine that was willing to the game. But the reality of the situation, guys, and we're going to give you some of these tips now, is you you almost don't need to pay full price. And all you've got to do, and this is just a stupid example right now, Steve, is consider, consider today what you're going to want in three to four months' time. So, so right now, as we record this podcast, we're getting towards the end of November. And we just recorded a couple of weeks ago, Steve, some, some podcasts on bulking. And we talked about how you bulk in the winter time, you cut in the summertime, and you're working with nature and so on. Unless you're a model or you compete or whatever else, that's going to be true. So, for example, not right now, guys, I could, if I was a typical listener, consider the fact that I'm probably going to want to cut in the spring. As soon as the warmer months come along, I'm going to want to cut. I'm going to want to trim down, and I'm going to start thinking about those beach holidays, Steve. The days away, I'm going to start thinking about the simple fact that I'm going to be taking layers off. That gives me, as I do this podcast with Steve right now, three to four months. So in three to four months, I could probably spend a couple of hundred dollars a month if I'm a typical Joe with a bit of disposable income, building up my next cycle cheap. Buy buying in sales, buy buying when there's discounts, buy buying via our approved sources. And I could do that quite easily. Listen, I know people, and in fact, my training buddy that was here yesterday training legs with me, Kirk, talks about yesterday, he says, I've just now finished doing the Christmas thing. And I'm like, see, I haven't even got fucking started yet. But he's one of those people that starts thinking about Christmas in spring and buying little bits and pieces for birthdays three to four months ahead of time. So I, you, you see this in the newspapers all the time. They start buying presents for Christmas in January. I'm never going to think like that. But you can do that because PEDs is kind of another thing. Birthdays and celebrations and holidays and God knows what else. Performance enhancing drugs to look good, almost less of a priority for most people, even if they use them. 
And certainly thinking ahead of time is a lot cheaper in terms of buying what you need rather than wait until two weeks before the cycle's about to start and then having to put a thousand dollars down. So that is one is it more economical just to buy bits and pieces with a little bit of disposable income. The second thing, and I've touched on this already, every single week on the Evo family of forums that support these podcasts, there are deals. Every single week, there are sales. Average, Steve, I would say that average is 30% off. But we have, and I'm thinking of one company that does this right now, and I only looked at their product yesterday, they have a product of the week, which is half price. It's a different product most weeks. A lot of the time it's voted for you, listeners and members of the forum. So sometimes you'll see it come up again. But more often than not, it's not the same every single week, but it's half price. There are deals like this all the time. Steve. What do you think about buying ahead of time and or using the sales? Yeah, absolutely. And it boggles the mind that people will they'll go you know and park outside on a black friday uh, the night before when the store opens like they'll start they'll take their camping equipment and camp out the night before just to get in the store early so they could save you know 20 30% on their on their uh, electronic or their tv or whatever that they want but then they're not going to spend an extra 30 seconds going on the forum coming on our forum and checking out what our approved sources have to offer. They always have deals. All our approved sources have deals. They have holiday deals. They have weekly deals. They have weekend deals. The brands themselves that they're selling have bulk deals. You can buy three, get one free. You can buy four, get one free. You can buy two, get one free. There's all kinds of deals like that. There's 50% off, 30% off, as you were talking about. So if you just do a little bit of your homework as a consumer and stay a little bit patient, you can really save a fortune on uh, on your gear. And um, there's no better feeling than uh, than taking advantage of a sale like that and walking away, you know, a big a big winner in that. So try not to pay full price for this gear by looking at these sales and taking advantage of these sales. And, uh, you know, ask uh, one of the uh, reps for, for these uh, sources. Be like, hey, I want to buy this steroid. You know, uh, is there, do you know of a sale going on? Well, just reach out. It doesn't hurt to ask. And all the sources have reps on the forums that are there to help you. And for them, the, you know, they're happy to help you. They're happy to save you money. I love I love to see when people save money when they're buying stuff. Did you want to say something, Mobster? Yeah, sorry. I was just thinking of two things. The bulk thing that Steve said, 100%. 100%. Uh, whether it's a reduction in price because you've brought five vials or three or four sachets. Uh, sometimes, and I'm thinking as one of our approved sources does a thing where if you spend over a certain amount, they give you a free vial of something else. That's not unusual. So give you an example, Steve, and I, I, I might do something like this. And again, this is for the TRT guys as well, right? So one of my favorite orals would be D-Bowl. And I can I know for a fact that one of our approved sources does the bulk deals on the D-Bowl from time to time. So I could literally buy enough D-Bowl 
for two cycles in a year in one hit and save $100 easily. That's one example. Uh, the same thing applies to if you're doing TRT, if they've got a deal on Zipionate. I've probably got enough here right now, Steve, to run a, a 12 months, uh, 100, 150 mil a week, a milligrams per week. Right now, i probably got enough. Uh, if you are a regular TRC, and even if you're on the 200 to 300 milligrams a week, you can buy, for example, and I actually done the maths on this for, for a member the other day, Steve, but you can buy TRT when it's on a bulk deal, when it's on sale, enough for a year for, I think it was three to $400. Now think about the amount that you'd have to pay at a TRT clinic versus, I mean, it's just ridiculous sometimes. So there's stuff like that. Something else, and again, this is a bit more of a grey area, I think, Steve. Buy it with a buddy. If you've got a training partner who's doing what you're doing, and I'm physically they would need to be doing the same PEDs that you're using and so on and so forth. It might be slightly different amounts, whatever else. Or it might just be that they want what you want for the rest of their stack being different. But this one particular thing, get them to chip in. Uh, it's as simple as that. Honestly, back in the day, and I've I touched on this in a show that we just recorded. And I was talking about testing Amphate. So we weren't dealing, we wasn't selling to no one else. It wasn't that kind of situation. But, and again, it's a lot easier now than it was then. And I'm only talking about 10 years ago. So we would buy enough for three or four of us. We would spend the equivalent now, Steve, I guess, say six, seven hundred, eight eight hundred dollars And that would be enough for the four of us back then. And the four of us would, you know, oh, the stuff's arrived, come to the house, Steve, and then we'd all be standing there like idiots and looking at the stuff, it's great, and then take what we need, make sure the money, typically we'd already paid in advance, so we didn't have to divvy up and sort out money or whatever else, and it was done. It was easy peasy. Uh, and that's because we these people that I had known for years and trained with every day, if I was in the gym with them every day, if I wasn't training with them every day. So for me, it wasn't an issue. That's a bit of a grey area in this day and age in terms of distribution and whatever else. But honestly, I, I doubt if there's a listening listen to this who's UPDs who hasn't got them off a buddy at some point or hasn't gone to an approved source, done a deal, and then come back and maybe split some of his buddy and whatever else. So certainly, if you couldn't get what you wanted and you swap things over and whatever. So these, these are kind of common sense things. Look, it's as easy, especially now, with the approved sources, with the sheer amount of great feedback, uh, test on products, certificates of analysis, etc. I think our younger listeners, Steve, don't understand just how great it is, to, for want of a better phrase, to be alive now. Other things can be a giant pain in the ass, but when it comes to this product when it comes to these these items performance enhancing drugs you've never had it so easy i said like one of them second world war politicians steve literally you went for it back in the day single source forums one company our forums probably got eight certainly six i could think of the top of my head there's two or three just for australia steve and then it's stuff like the deals the market now is as competitive as it's ever been, and probably probably more so. What does that mean? It means in real terms, you're probably paying less than you've ever paid or that the price hasn't changed for years, so effectively less than you've ever paid, and they are competing with each other. They might not necessarily compete across the whole 
of their product line, but as often as not, they are competing on the most used products. It's kind of cutthroat, and you as a consumer can absolutely take advantage of the deals that are available. Honestly, Steve, I think it's one of those situations where if I had more disposable income, there's certain things that I would buy months or even years in advance. As, as an example, again, and we can discuss this quite easily. So when we're talking about bulk buyers, we're talking about deals, when we're talking about sales, and the, so the question comes up, how long can these products could be stored for? And the short answer is approximately two years from the date of manufacture. They are medications, and they can be stored, as with a lot of medications, in a cool, dark, dry place. That's how all pills all medications should be stored. That's the reason why some bottles, when you get them from the doctors, from the chemists, from the pharmacy, are in dark bottles to keep the light out, and so on and so forth. So you could literally, if you was in, so if so inclined, if you had the disposable income ready and available to hand, buy enough product for up to two years if it was a deal of the century, and just put that to one side, stick it in a drawer, stick it in a cool cabinet somewhere, and have enough. PDs for your next two years worth of cycles. So how 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 I mean as an example, Steve, when I said I've got a bit of cypionate here that's probably going to last me till I start using TRT, and I've probably got enough for about a year. So how much would you go in terms of bulking, bulk buying, or buying ahead of time, Steve? I'd say it depends on your storage situation. Um, a lot of people that you know, if you live with people. You know, if you got a family and stuff, you might not want to keep this stuff like in a closet. The kids could get into it. Another uh, family member could could look in your closet. Maybe they they're looking for something that they think is in the closet and, and stumble upon it. So I would I like I like to just keep maybe two months a year in my house. I won't keep anything longer than that. But you can store this stuff for years. So if you have like a a nice cool dark place that you can store the gear you can most certainly store it for many many years so if you were to buy a bulk um uh, you know bulk sale take advantage of a bulk sale on testosterone for example which is the number one selling steroid out there and you want to load up you could load up you know keep it for for months and months and months no problem so i want to kind of move on to the next topic a little bit here mobster and talk about individual steroids and there's ways to save money um, we can compare steroids with each other. Now, certain steroids are going to cost more. There's reasons for that. They're, they might be tougher to source. It, there could be a history behind it. There could be just a supply and demand issue. There's all kinds of reasons why some steroids are more expensive. But I can compare a couple, give you a couple examples of ways to save money. Here's here's a, an example, Anovar. Um, Anavar is a very expensive steroid. If you were to run six weeks of Anavar, it would cost you two or three times more than it would to run something like T-Bowl, for example, or D-Bowl. You know, these are much cheaper oral options. Anadrol is also a cheap um, oral option. So you can go the cheaper route with these orals and still have sensational results, but different results. Obviously, you're going to get different results running Dianabol instead of Anavar, but you won't get crazy different results running T-Bowl instead of Anavar. And they're a lot cheaper. So you can go that direction. You can just uh, choose a cheaper option if you're going to run a cycle like that. When it comes to injectables, 
instead of getting primobolin, very expensive steroid. I mean, you get primobolin and you run it for 14 weeks, you could end up spending close to $1,000 on your cycle. I've done it in the past. I think I spent, the most I ever spent on a cycle was a primo cycle. This is probably like seven or eight years ago, maybe even longer. But anyway, I, I spent like 1200 bucks on that cycle. <laughs> it wasn't a cheap cycle. So Primo is not a cheap steroid. So what are some alternatives to Primo for, for a budget, for budget cycling? Equipoise. And Equipoise can give you the same results as Primo. You can cut on Equipoise. You can do a lot of cardio, a lot of fasted cardio on Equipoise and get some really, really good results on Equipoise and Really, you'd be saving a fortune because Primo is an extremely expensive steroid and Equipoise is not. Equipoise is more, much more cheaper than Primo. So that would be an example. If you ran 500 milligrams of Equipoise versus 500 milligrams of, of Primo for 12 weeks, you would end up paying significantly more for the Primo and your results would not be that much different. I mean, for all world purposes, Mobster, they would not be that much different. That's why you see competitors, they run a ton of Equipoise, 2,000 milligrams of Equipoise even, but they're not running Primo because Primo to them, it's the, you know, the, the how much you're spending on the gear versus what you're getting back doesn't make it a plausible choice. Now, I'm not saying some guys can run Primo. We did a, um, I did a podcast with Tops baseball tops baseball where he did a primo cycle and he had absolutely sensational results but had he run equipoise at the same dose i bet you he would have had just as good of results does that make sense so i'm not trying to shit on primo but i'm just saying when it comes to a budget cycle primo is just not going to work you know and at the end of the day let's take another cheap steroid mobster i know you want to jump in testosterone OK, you're telling me you can't get on testosterone. There's different testosterone esters. There's test propionate. There's test suspension. There's sustena, test sip, test E. Just get on a cheap test E or test sip. Those are the cheapest options for testosterone and run them 500 milligrams a week. And you'll get just as good results as you would on test propionate or test suspension or, or sustena or any of these other option test options. And you won't be paying as much. So that's another option. Testosterone is dirt cheap. It's And why is it dirt cheap, Mobster? Because it's cheap to produce. I think it's like five bucks or 10 bucks for a vial for a, a, a source to produce it. And, you know, so, it, you know, it's not going to be, it's never going to be expensive uh, to purchase testosterone. But you know what is going to be expensive, Mobster? Growth hormone. So should you go with growth hormone versus testosterone? then you're going to get way more results on testosterone than you are on growth hormone. Although growth hormone does different things, it's good for fat loss, it's good for other things, you're simply not going to get, it's not simply It's simply not going to be a budget option to use growth hormone. A year's worth of growth hormone versus a year's worth of testosterone. I mean, it's like tons different when it comes to, to money-wise. But no you're, budget. you know what I'm saying? But, but you're going to get way more out of a, a year of testosterone um, than you are. So it's all about making smart choices here. But like I said, I'm not shitting on growth hormone. It has a lot of good things that it does, but I'm just trying to make a point that if you're trying to do a budget cycle, it makes no sense to buy a year worth of growth hormone. It just doesn't make any sense. 
I'm, I'm thinking of two things here. One would be bang for your buck. I think Debo absolutely kicks ass every single day, all day long in terms of bang for your buck. Ultimately, of course, it becomes something you don't want because you have other, you've changed your direction that you've gone and you've become a different kind of athlete. But in terms of price, or how effective it is, <laughs> that would be the best bang for your buck you're ever going to get. And the, the prices for it are just about as low as they're ever going to be in my lifetime. And I doubt very much that they'll change much. Something else which occurs to me, Stephen, it's the reason why we talk about approved sources versus local sources. I have seen people come onto the forum and say, oh, I'm thinking of using X, and you go, why that when it's not necessarily the best drug for your particular aim? Let's say, for example, Steve, they want to get super dry. Okay, you go, well, that's all my source can get. Okay, why are you going to a source? Almost certainly they mean a buddy, someone local, to someone that they've been referred to, who can only get three or four different kinds of testosterone, for example. Why don't you come onto the forum where you're actually asking that question anyway, click on one single approved source at the top and find 15 options, including the very product that you actually need for your asked for aim. It doesn't make any sense to me, Steve, to go away and not use the right PED, only have limited options when you can come onto the forum and not only have you got more or less unlimited options. In the case of one of our approved sources, multiple brands of unlimited options. And again, at the deals that I've talked about, and so you should be able to buy the exact PED that you needed for your aim at a discounted price versus something that's twice the price or half as much again and isn't actually what you need to get hold of. So that's, that's the least to bang for your buck because you haven't got what you wanted or needed and you've paid a premium price. It makes no sense. Just do the growth hormone math that Steve discussed. Let's imagine for I wanted to do TRT for 12 months, so staying on for a year's supply, and I've given you a kind of indication of the price for that earlier on, versus, for example, and I'm just thinking of the back-in-the-day prices. I could do better than this now. But back in the day... It was $500 a month. Now, the price has actually come down a little bit. I would say it was around $300 a month now. So I would need to spend $3,600 to run growth hormone for the month. Uh, I think 100 IUs over the 30 days, Steve, give or take. So around, two, as I said, my normal numbers are two and a half IUs. But let's say 100 IUs for a month at $300. That's $3,600 versus how much I could spend on a TRT. If I got a testipionate, for example, as I said earlier on, in a cell, I'm thinking I'd probably pay about a thousand bucks tops for the whole goddamn year. And and I think I could probably get it to less for less than that. So again, bang for the buck, which would make the most sense, like Steve said, the TRT all day long, the test all day long, versus the growth hormone. There are other bits and pieces out there. I, again, like Steve says, with a premium whatever else, that I might run for short parts of the cycle or we might discuss as running for a short part of the cycle. Here's where it gets super difficult. If I'm a competitive bodybuilder or a competitive strength athlete, but more of a bodybuilder because they're more likely to use multiple PEDs and you're not necessarily going to be using any of those 
for long periods of time, but you are going to use it a lot over the 16 weeks. You're going to go in bulking, you're going to go in cutting, and you need to be super, super dry, rip the fuck on stage in the last part of your cycle. That's when it gets kind of difficult. And yet, perversely, Steve, as we know, what happens sometimes with pros is they get offered products for free by a supplier. They start working with a performance enhancement drug company and so on and so forth. But in reality, the numbers, when you, and it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, that I've seen thirty dollars to $50,000 as a quote for a competition stack. And then you go, how much is this person going to win if they win? Some of the competitions are barely that amount of money, so they need to make money doing other things. So there, for me, is where I would have to question the amount of money that I'm putting in versus the return for my investment. So when I go back, bang for buck, D-Bow is cheap as fuck and works for me pretty much every single time. 30 milligrams a day of D-Bow, and I will add over eight weeks on cycle. I'm not at the point of trying to keep weight now, but I will add on cycle 10 pounds. So it's that that it's it's that kind of thing. On the other hand, Steve, I don't like the economic thing too much because, as I've said many many times on the forum, in, and I've kind of touched on it earlier on, that the, the saving I've been all about saving money. I bought stuff, I buy toilet rolls in bulk, Steve, <laughs> but I'm not buying the high end stuff. I wouldn't buy PEDs just for the sake of being able to save a buck. When, as I said on multiple podcasts and many, many times on the forum, buy what you need for the aim that you have. If you're a 160-pound marathon runner and I'm a 300-plus-pound strength athlete, we shouldn't use the same PEDs. And it shouldn't just be a case it was cheap, so I brought it. It should be what you need to buy. That said, and I was touched on it earlier on, pretty much – Every week we have multiple sales on the forums from new proof sources. I'd be very surprised if you couldn't buy half the things you need in bulk and very surprised, again, if you couldn't buy the most common forms of testosterone, the most common orals at a discounted price. Now, most of those will fit into nearly every person's stack. It might be varying amounts. It might vary in the amount of time you're going to stay on. And it might be that you need one or two more expensive things. But again, Buy, buy those at full price, but buy the other things ahead of time. It, a lot of it, Steve, is simple planning. When we talk about saving money for nutrition, we talk about saving money for training, all these kind of things. What do you see top professional bodybuilders do? Steve's touched on this on other shows. They go to Costco. Uh, uh, Jay Cutler used to buy half a fucking cow and fill up his big chest freezer at a time. Jay's also walked around Costco and similar places, and they buy trays of eggs, pounds of meat. Uh, Brian Shaw, pounds and pounds of meat. Some of them start working with meat delivery companies, and they're still going out and buying sides of beef and and lean turkey mince and whatever else. And they won't buy a single tray, Steve. They'll buy tray after tray. They'll invest in the chest freezer. So for me, that kind of thought process, once you get into this this lifestyle of ours becomes something that you're able to do and again you're listening to this podcast you're looking for ways to do that so consider buying during the sale consider buying ahead of time don't wait till a couple of weeks before you're about to decide by the cycle buy the three to four months ahead of time buy in between births buy when it's not thanksgiving or christmas buy before you start saving up with holidays if you've if you've done a bit of overtime, if you've taken your girlfriend out for dinner, if you've given the car the once over and you've still got 100 left at the end of the month, 
see if there's a deal out there and buy the product that you know you're going to use in two to three months' time. What do you think, Steve, in terms of that sort of a thought process, not just with nutrition, but again, thinking ahead of time, getting what yeah. you need in So advance. time, yeah, time is important. So my suggestion is stick to one or two cycles a year. And the more cycles you run, think about it. If you run three or four cycles a year over the course of five years, that's a lot of cycles. But if you only do one or two a year, you know what I'm saying? You're budgeting. And I bet you get just as good a result, if not better results, going that way as a normal gym rat. Not as a professional, but as a normal gym rat. Number two, cycle length. Keep your cycles shorter. Keep them 12 weeks or less, 10 weeks, eight weeks. These types of cycles work perfectly fine. If you're going to run 16-week, 20-week, 18-week cycles like some people do, now you're going to cost yourself more money. It's going to be more expensive to run cycles like that. You're going to definitely get into the four-figure range if you count you know, the support supplements and your PCT and stuff like that. And also the damage that you do to your body, it's also going to cause long-term issues. So you want to basically be smart on that as well. So those are the different, you know, different options that I recommend, um, you know, in, in ways that you can you can budget. Obviously, I mean, just doing an eight week cycle versus 16 week cycle, it's you're going to save 50 percent right there. You know, so on top of it, like we said earlier in the podcast, if you do a 30 percent off or 50 percent off or buy one, get one free type of deal or buy two, get one free, like a lot of our sources have, all of our proof sources on the forum, now you're saving 75%, 80% on your total cost of your cycle. That's how we do it, guys and gals. We we do smart things like that. We keep things when it comes to time. You'll get just as good result on an eight or 10 week cycle as you will on a 14 or 16 week cycle, especially in the intermediate and long-term because you're causing less damage to your body. Let me throw in one more tip on just touching on what Steve just said. And I agree hundred percent again of the, I would much rather do two short cycles a year than one longer cycle. There's barely enough time to do 16 weeks in, 16 weeks off, 16 weeks in. And I wouldn't like that. I've never liked the longer cycles. In fact, I, in fact, if you did decide to do something like that, Steve, you could run three short cycles a year and still have the same amount of time off in between eight weeks on, eight weeks off, and so on. So here's another thing, and it's just a very simple tip that's actually going to help you. <laughs> You'll be surprised, right? So, And I say this sometimes on the forums. I think I said it once earlier this week. Start your diet, the getting in shape process, the extra cardio before the cycle. Here's why. First off, you're getting your body prepared, right? So that means you're eating less, you're eating cleaner, you're, you're eating more organically and so on and so forth. You're stuck, you've increased your steps, you've increased the time on the bike, you've increased the time you're out trail running or whatever else. You're already starting to get into shape and then you introduce a short eight-week cycle of a budget, money-saving, approved sources deal, bunch of products. If you do it ahead of time in terms of getting into shape, cardio, dieting, whatever, you're saving money because if you waited until the cycle started and then did the cardio and then tidied up the diet, it's going to be that much harder to get into shape. It's literally you've actually started already getting in shape and then the PEDs take you to the next level. 
rather than spending, oh, I'm nearly in shape, I have to spend another four weeks on cycle. I have to do the 16-week cycle. And we've seen a few of those, Steve, where sometimes, and this is how it works, and even then I would question it, and it's, and again, a money saver. Someone's 12 weeks in, they've seen great progress, they're looking amazing, the photograph they put up on the forums, it's a, it's a proper transformation. You can see they've lost fat. You can see they've put muscle in their shoulders. And they get hungry for it, and they decide that four more weeks is going to make all the difference. No, 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 no. If you're a typical Joe listening to this podcast, I doubt that you'll put on that much, maybe one or two more pounds, maybe, Steve. You're much better off coming off, retaining as much of the muscle that you gained, keeping off as much fat as you lost, giving yourself a PCT, and then coming back in and doing another cycle later in the year. Trust me, guys, you're not going to turn into Superman in four more weeks. And especially because this is perfectly normal. And it's another reason why if you're not competing, if you're not doing some sort of athletic competition or whatever else, it doesn't necessarily make sense to do the 16 weeks for most people because most of your gains come at the beginning of the cycle. The beginning to the middle, very few gains or much should happen by the end of the cycle. And so, therefore, the, the eight week and 12 week cycles should transform as much in the first six of the eight and eight of the 12 as the last four or five will do in a 16 week cycle. Now, it might just be that your doses are different. It might be you have a different aim or a target to go for. But again, I'm talking about our typical listener. We've also done, and I'll touch on this before I do the disclaimer, Steve, we have done a specific podcast, which you can look back through the list, on running a cycle at $400, $500. So have a listen out for that one as well. Look for that and give it a listen, and we will specifically budget a certain amount for that particular cycle. So it ties in with the one that we're doing today. But I think we've touched on today it, and more about how you can get the best out of a cycle and save money. And, of course, how to actually save money with deals and discounts and using approved sources and so on and so forth. One more thing, Steve, and I'll just do this. We talk about approved sources a lot. Now, of course, they support these, these podcasts, the reason we're able to do these podcasts. But the reason why you'll save money with an approved source is that the approved source is more likely, and we talk about this a lot, and the reasons why, to have legitimate product that works. The worst thing you can do, and I've done it, I think every person, Steve's probably done it, when we brought product when it wasn't from an approved source before we did this podcast years and years and years ago, and it had zero effect or was stupidly underdosed. That is just about the worst waste of money that we've ever had with a cycle. Literally buying Debo, buying an whatever else, and it doesn't work. Now, you're out a couple of hundred bucks minimum, for something that hasn't worked at all. That is the worst way to run a cycle. It is a lot better to use an approved source, to use something that's recommended, to use something that's got certificates of analysis without a discount, without a sell, because you know it's going to do what it's supposed to do. If you put the work in, if you train your ass off, if you're die at some point, if you're taking guidance with coaching and PTN and how you put your program together, if everything else is in place, the fact that you use a legitimate, proper, properly dosed product from an approved source is a guarantee, more or less, that your cycle is going to be successful. You'd literally have to fall over and break your leg not to get something out of that cycle. So that's without a sale, without a discount, without bulk buyers, would be the reason why we banged the drum very hard 
full of proof sources over you not knowing what you're getting. Whether it, it might even be, Steve, and we know that this happens, it might not even be the performance enhancing drug that you thought it was. That's another waste of money. So trust me, this is the reason why we talk about proof sources a lot. Any more thoughts, Steve, before I go into this game? No, just come on our forums, definitely. And, you know, the number one thing, I'll summarize it like this, the number one way to budget a cycle is by doing it the right way. Because that's going to save you money in the long term. That's going to save you a lot of headaches. That's going to save you on blood work. That's going to save you on health problems that you get. So that's the number one thing is do it the right way. The more time you spend researching, listening to our podcast, reading the articles, coming on the forums, doing logs, all that time and effort that you put into it, the more money you will save. If you put no effort into it and you just want to hop on gear and wing it, then guess what's going to happen? You're going to end up not being able to budget things because you're going to have a lot of problems. Okay. $12,000. We just had a guy spend $12,000, you know, on what mobster on gynecomastia surgery. Why? Because he rushed into a cycle. He didn't do it the right way. So you want to, you want to do it the right way or you want to do it the wrong way and end up having to pay 12 grand to get your, boobs cut out of you by a doctor it's up to you so that's the number one way that you're going to budget on a cycle is do it the right way yes get in the best gains you can get in the best fat loss you can get in the absolute best results you can and within budget would be absolutely the best result you could ask for Dorian Yates spent a, probably a year or two years reading books after the little bit of training that he had in Borstal before he decided to go into bodybuilding. It was time well worth spent because he ended up, as we know, as the Mystery Olympia. He probably spent a few hundred bucks on books, learned as much as he can about the science and the nutrition and ended up being a six-time Mystery Olympia. It's almost the same analogy here as Steve said. Doing a cycle and fucking it up, no results. Not getting half the results you could have done. Ended up with side effects that are causing you problems. Not having an AI in hand, all that kind of stuff. That, that to me, would be time and effort, never mind the cash, badly spent. But if you do it right, if you come to us, if we give you recommendations and you get the best possible results, which is what we want from you every single time, every single listener listening to this podcast right now, that's absolutely got to be worth every single spinner you you, you you put on down on the table. So, guys, give us your comments. Give us your thoughts as usual. Please note we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.